Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the printers and talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topics, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fad five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yes, sir. You know what it is? What up, though? What's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother. Got B. Austin in the building, the hot block commander. Yo, B, 14 weeks know. down in the NFL season, man. You know how fast these NFL seasons be going, man. It's like you can't wait for them to come. Next thing you know, playoffs right around the corner, man. Playoffs, but 14 weeks down. And, yo, COVID is gutting not only the National Football League, but the, the National Basketball the world, Association. Any, man, it is gutting everything, man. You, like, the, the words COVID protocol are just too ingrained in, in, in society right now because everything is happening. So we're going to talk about that a little bit and how many players, you know, in the world of sports are out right now due to COVID protocol. So we're going to rap about that. But it's time to sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your guys in the greatest man cave in the history of the third rock from the sun. That is the war room. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Body Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. Um, we are recording at a special time, a little bit earlier than normal, so I'm not sure if we're going to get the usual participants but um, everything's open, so go ahead and do that. We'll also be taking your calls live in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, that number, as it has been every week for what, almost 12 years now, B? 323-410-0012. We don't change our phone numbers up in here. So what up, fam? What's good with you? <clears throat> I just would like to uh, stop the show for a moment and give my love to Neil. For these motherfucking huh. cookies that she you got your, me. You got your care package. And she is an official sponsor and family member <laughs> of our team. <laughs> I, I, I'm eating these cookies, and I just said, damn the rest of the family. I'm going to go ahead <laughs> and uh, diabetes, even tell and diabetes out. Came, man? Did you even tell them? No. That, I mean, you know. No. It was a it was a no. decent sized box that came down there, so I know somebody else noticed. <laughs> no. No. Uh, <laughs> my beautiful my beautiful my beautiful and amazing wife is uh out of town. Oh up in your neck down. of the woods. She ain't gonna never know about them. My, my children <laughs> are at school <laughs> and so everybody is short. <laughs> Oh, it, it came. It came, to, it came today. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. They, Holy they're not. They they never gonna know about that box. They might see you with your with your new war room paraphernalia on and be like, oh, when you get that, you ain't gonna say nothing about them cookies though. I ain't gonna say nothing about them cookies though. I ain't even get to the nail yet. I'm strictly uh, 
I'm struggling with these cookies, though. Yeah. All about them. Yeah. All right, well, there it is. I mean, that's how it be. Thanks. You know, she, she sends stuff oh, over here. A lot of times, like, Neil give us so much stuff, she don't even bake the stuff sometimes. Sometimes she'll make it up, freeze it up for us, and then we'll have, like, we can, if we want dessert, we'll just throw, we'll just bake 10, 12 cookies at a time um, and mm-hmm. not share them with our kids, you know, because that's the way of the yeah. world these days, you know. Y'all got Oreos and all that cheap shit we buy from the store. Y'all don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, <laughs> I, I want, I'm speaking you. to my parents. I'm speaking to the parents that support us. Man, mm-hmm. listen, you love your kids and your great parents. This is going to be difficult for you women. It's all right to say no to your kids, man. Man, you got to right be. To, what is to life if you don't cookie, have but... something for yourself? Like you live for your whole yourself. life for these kids. You got to have something for yourself. I mean... And my, my kids can make my poor wife so guilty. She, she get mm-hmm. this. I'd be like, yo, I said no. <laughs> and I had an extra <laughs> piece much. of chicken. When you plate that, no, nah, you got son. chicken on your own plate. <laughs> you selfish. What? Yeah. How am I selfish and I bought the chicken? What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Like, you uh, don't have to have no chicken. Like, for real, for real. Yeah. You ain't got no job. Nah, but nah, I feel you. Don't pay shout no out bill. to Neil. You know, she definitely. Shout be, out to Neil, man. She, she definitely be baking sending, it down. I appreciate you sending me. I appreciate you sending me these cookies. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Not the family. That was, that was a B. Austin <laughs> delivery right there. <laughs> All right, but look, man, before we get started, we just got to remind y'all, like we do every week around this time, that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. When you're on those platforms, just search War Room Sports Podcast Network, you will get archived episodes of our show, The War Room. You'll get Tissue in the Tape if you're a hip-hop fan. You'll get On the Couch with the Wilsons if you're a TV and movie fan. They have a new episode that is out this week, so check it out. You'll get John Appetit with the Burtons if you love food, if you call yourself a foodie. Do that. If you're in the Philly sports, you got the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris. You got Superstars with H, Big E, and Soup. Um, you got after further review with the mayor, man. Take your pick, man. We have a plethora of entertainment on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, so don't miss it. All right. Hot topics, man. Hot topics, as usual, brought to you by MyBookie. War Room family, it's time for you to make some money. Sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, then it's time to place your bets. Lay down some bread on all the biggest games in sports. Um, I don't I don't know if right now is the greatest time in the world to bet because you really don't know what's gonna happen because there's like like we talked about in the intro, there's so many people, so many players in sports in general out on COVID protocol, so you know. I don't know. Some people might take this as an opportunity. You might get rich off of this. But um just bet on the Cleveland no, Cavaliers. More, more volatility think, you know. in the market means more money to be made. More now money, more money, more money to be bet. <laughs> To be better yeah. now, yeah, yeah. If, especially, yeah, especially if you're risky. If you're one of them safe people and you just bet like the Chiefs to win every week, then you know you corny. You might want to wait. Um, <laughs> but uh, you could do that now, man. No excuses when you win. They give you your money fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after you find out who the hell is the latest on the COVID protocol list right before the game. So join now. My bookie will match fifty percent 
of your first deposit up to $1,000. Do that math yourself. Just use promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, man, big news of the week, probably the biggest news in the week, not not for everybody. You know how usually be like there's a consensus, universal biggest story of the week. This is big news of the week, but it might just be mm-hmm. that for black people. <laughs> and we are that, so this is the biggest story of the week. Jackson State and your man Prime, Deion Sanders, have landed the nation's number one recruit, Travis Hunter. Yo. That's big. I don't know, you know, about the domino effects. We've been talking about this for hold years. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's Take been a that, bigger Fred. conversation. Ever Take that, Fred. Today. Yeah, Fred. <laughs> right, right. Dion's looking at you. Monster's grass ain't greener this time. The hell with a weight room. <laughs> the hell with a with, with with a bigger cafeteria and all that bull jive you be talking about. But anyway, you yo, don't, you don't even really need that if you love black women and you're on an HBCU campus. The trade-off is, it goes without saying. As long as they dorm got a, a oven or a hot plate, he's straight. Either way, like, <laughs> like, like, what you need? You don't need all that. But listen, man, um, Travis Hunter, and the, and the funny thing is, he, he's talking about consensus. He's the consensus number one. Um, ESPN is calling him number two. It seems like they didn't call him that until he skated his obligation, his <laughs> uh his, his letter of intent to Florida State and white chose people, an HBCU. White people care, so look like ESPN care. dropped him in the rankings because he chose, he chose a black school. But um, he is uh, the first five-star high school football prospect to sign with an FCS team since ESPN started his rankings back in 2006. Um, and, and that's since they started the rankings. I'm pretty sure it, it was a long time before that. You know, the last time you 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 got a situation like this, um, what's your thought on this? Is it is it mostly? Well, let me give you his his measurables first. He's a uh, six foot one, hundred and sixty five pound prospect out of Collins High School in Sewanee, Georgia, who had been committed, like I said, to Florida State since March twenty twenty. That might be the only reason that our that our uh, colleague Fred Purdue isn't mad about this because they they stole him from Florida State. He'll he'll allow it in that situation. He'll allow, um, he'll allow it, yeah. But what do you think, man? We, um, we've been talking about this for years, the possibility, and then the conversation ramped up a little bit when, you know, when Maker McCore signed with Howard last year for uh, college basketball. Um, now you have this, the number one prospect. Before, this is what our homie – and, and, you know, fellow Howard alum, Tony Michelle, who was, was on the show talking about it, this is actually what he wrote in his book, but it was on the basketball front. Remember, his book was about the number one recruit in the nation signing with an HBCU. Um, and that book, Yo, of course, it was Howard. Brother, before, before I jump is this in a, is it, is it a trend my very valuable it, opinion, you know, mm-hmm. before I jump into my very valuable opinion, because I know the world is sitting with bated breath, May I ask you a question? Yes, sir. How many steps do you begin the journey of a billion miles with? Step. Got to take one. one. Okay. Got to take one. Um, Got to take one. I, I am going to look at this glass half full, and I'm hopeful 
You had to put that one foot in front of the other to run from Massa's plantation. Shout out to Fred. Got to put that one foot in front of the (laughs) other to get with with Nat Turner, uh, to get with Harriet Tubman to get away. Mm Got to put that one foot in front of the other to get with Matt and Nat Turner to go back and do what you had to do. Every journey starts with one step. Um, Glass half full. I'm going to throw this game out here for you all. Hopefully somebody picks it up. Shout out Rich Paul. Clutch Sports, hopefully y'all do something with it because I know y'all listen. With NFTs and image value being what it is for NCAA athletes, there's now an answer as to why PWIs and go to HBCUs because the economics can come up. I'm not going to say they're going to be even, but the disparity, the gap can be closed. I'm so happy with Maker Maker. I'm so happy with this young gentleman. Shout out to my nephews because he ran track with my nephews at Jackrabbit. Uh, they were some of the fastest in the country. Uh, but being me, I'm a hype it and say they're some of the fastest young men in the world. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely excited by this. If Mikey goes, Maker went, this guy goes, dude. Are we seeing the beginning of a trend? The trend begins just like a journey, one step. Could we be seeing it? Yeah. The, the funny part is, for the people who think that it's not possible, it's like, yo, it had to start that way in the first place because they all belong to our universities in the first place. They had to put that foot yep. Oh, that's front. a great point. They had to put that that's one step out there to run to Massa when Massa waved those riches in their faces. You know what I'm saying? There's mm. those riches in the form of bigger weight rooms and bigger cafeterias and better facilities no, no, no. and all of that gold job that, that people talk See, about. But like you said, with Deb, NIL Deb, being Deb, what Deb, it is. Deb is, you're being mm. politically correct. What it was was they said, you, you're dunking stick in a snow bus <laughs> if you come here. As long as you don't impregnate her. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't impregnate her. As long as you don't make her mad to the point where she got to lie on you and scream rape because we got to believe her or we got to act like we believe her because she's one of us. So just play nice. <laughs> don't hurt her. Yeah. Yo, I, I, yo. So. Now, of course, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and be naive to the fact that, you know, a lot of this has to do with, with, with prime. Um, Dion, for those of you Shout who are not, you know, Sanders, th- those of you who are not uh, familiar figures with him, not familiar, familial, we're family, so you know we call him by his nickname. Um, but no, I, 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 I'd be naive to sit here and act like this one in particular doesn't have anything to do with Prime. Um, think about it: you're the number one recruit in the nation. You're a defensive back. Who better to learn from? than prime so it doesn't matter what school you're at you're under the tutelage of prime so you're going you know it is what it is um what's your thoughts on that though i mean because the the trend the trend might be there you know what i'm saying and we're going to see this because he's Mm -hmm. not the only one you know you've had some uh three and four star recruits transferring uh, to some HBUs, mm-hmm. HBCUs during this signing period. So it's not just him, but this is a big deal because it is the this is a big deal. number one. The number one prospect 
in the nation. Like it was a big deal in basketball with, with Maker McCore, but he wasn't the number one. This is the guy right here. This is what Tony Michelle wrote about in his book. A hundred percent. And I'll give, you know what, let me say, I'll give his parents who I don't know, absolutely have no clue, but I'll give his parents 10%. And I'll say 90% of his decision was coach prime. 10% of it was someone in his ear talking that good black power music, mm-hmm. talking that, talking that Fred Hampton, talking that Kendrick Lamar, talking that wise intelligence to the East, my brother, to the East, my brother, to the East, my brother, to the East. Come on. Hopefully I'm going to give him 10%, but 90% of it is prime. like even to this day to a much lesser degree, because Dion was a culture shaper, culture shaper, he is to football what Michael Jordan is to basketball on a, le- on a lesser level. But, like, you know how people fade into history and we forget their greatness. Dion was, that, was in that first generation where you can see his monkey ass on YouTube <laughs> dancing, talking to the sideline. Hanging out with Hammer, wearing gold chain, and to be honest, everyone after Dion, like Dion's got so many sons and grandsons and great grandsons, like even down to today, like you said, a young man who wasn't even alive when Dion played still wants to be Dion Sanders. Like you want to be Dion, so you like have to go to. There, yeah. there were a lot of positions in football where you know guys were just guys. Dion came along and gave a whole mm-hmm. new perspective, a whole new like way of acting to defensive backs now. Now defensive backs celebrate everything. Like a quarterback is going to throw a receiver by 10 yards and the, and the D-back is going to wave his finger like he did something. Like their whole new – you know how the, the wide receivers are divas now? And, and who do we credit for that? Who do we credit for wide receivers? Because wide receivers are the same way. As good as some of them were, they were just guys. Now you have to be, you have to have a certain quote-unquote swagger to be it's a funny, big-time it's wide receiver in the NFL. That's a good question. You can directly point to Deion Sanders being that guy for defensive backs. Right. I know what, what the fans at large are going to say, oh, T.O., but I don't I say, think it, there's one wide or receiver. Was it before T.O.? It was, it was before T.O. Because Andre Risen was acting like an idiot. Andre Risen. Yep, Andre Risen. Because T.O. kind of had to grow into it. T.O. was a modest yeah. dude at first. Yeah. T.O. had to grow into his T.O.-ness. T.O. <laughs> thought his but, grandma but Dion, was going to give him a whooping. I think Dion undisputed, undisputed <laughs> gets the, the title for for defensive backs having, you know, that kind of uh, I, I hate to keep using the word swagger, but that's what these people understand these days, <laughs> having that with him. Alright, so I mean shout out to Travis nice. Hunter. Let me just give you his quote before we move on, because we, we did that when 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 Maker McCor, uh did it. I think, you know, Maker's, his was more on some historical black power. I know what my calling is. I know how important this is type stuff. Not exactly that for Travis Hunter, but there was, there's hints of it in there somewhere. He said Florida State 
has always been a beacon for me. Um, also, ironically, Dion stole him from his alma mater, from his own alma mater. You know, a lot of people say if he's ever mm-hmm. lost that job, he'll bolt, bolt Jackson State in a minute. I'm hoping that that's not true. But if it is true, this is, you know, this is probably him holding them hostage, like I'm going to be taking y'all recruits unless y'all bring me down there. But I hope it's not true. But he said Florida State has always been a beacon for me. Um, I grew up down there. That's where my roots are. And I never doubted that I would play for the Seminoles. It's a dream that is hard to let go of, but sometimes we are called to step into a bigger future than the one we imagine for ourselves. For me, that future is at Jackson State University. Well, shout out Your to the young man. Your publicist is nice. <laughs> Shout out to the young man. Yeah, definitely is. He 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 didn't have the Maker McCord publicist, but definitely nice. Cause I, I I forgot exactly what he said, but um, Maker said some fly shit back then, like that made you like be ready to jump out the window on some black power shit. But um, and then I ain't seen nah, but, I ain't seen Maker 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 on a basketball court since. But right, shout out to him. Right, fuck his career up. He trying to make Fred right. But <laughs> he said he also went on to say historically black colleges and universities have a rich history in football. I want to be a part of that history and more. I want to be a part of that future. I'm making this decision so that I can light the way for others to follow. Make it a little easier for the next player to recognize that HBCUs may be everything you want and more. So Jackson State, Deion Sanders, SWAC. HBCUs, black people in general, do not let this young man down. He's taking a huge step to light the way for others to do the same thing. So this is one of those things like something can't happen and you tear this dude down because he's the hope right now. You know what I'm saying? Because we always say, all you need is one. All right, here's your one. He is the top recruit in the nation. Uh, Number two, according to ESPN. But they just mad. He's the top recruit in the nation. This is the step that you're looking for. Like, there have been steps, but this is the step. So we'll see um, if it goes anywhere. Man, shout out to the young man. I'm proud of him. All right. So um, our quote of the week, and this stays on the college football end of things. Our quote of the week, it's chaos right now. Tampering galore. Adults manipulating young men. Education is like the last thing now. And there's a little bit more with this one. Um, This quote, I'll read more in a minute, but this quote is from Dabo Sweeney, head coach of Clemson. Now, this was his response during signing day when he was asked about the transfer portal. Um, He also went on to say after that part of the quote, he said there's no – He said, grass is greener and all that stuff is opposed to putting the work in and graduating. There's no consequences. So now you've got agents and NIL tampering and you have no consequences. No consequences equals no conscience. There's no reason for pause, no barrier for young people, like nothing. And like I said, again, he went on to say education is like the last thing now. What do you say to this, B? My whole whole problem was that, right, and it it sounded fly. But it's it's never. It, it also sounded fly when we all said it thirty years ago. <laughs> thirty years, <laughs> like, right? Like, like, like it all sounded it's, fly then, it's, but nobody wanted to listen. It's less about education now than it's ever <laughs> been, ever. Even and it wasn't about back. education thirty years ago. So, right. like, what are you talking? Like, I hate 
when the NCAA and its members teams get on this pompous um, pontification soapbox type stuff. And the reason I hate it isn't so much because it is pontification and soapbox completely and utterly disingenuous because they're not about education for these young and men. And you benefit it. They're you benefited not. off of this for years. But you know and what this is? Benefit this, off this of, is yes. This is the signs of a falling program. Not saying, you know, Clemson isn't still a powerhouse, but when you're not getting those same top recruits that you've been getting and being in the playoffs every single year and being in the national championship game and in the national championship hunt, this is the kind of stuff you hear. Oh, now the system is unfair. <laughs> Why? Because you're not benefiting off of it anymore? Because people realize, hmm, I might not have to go to Clemson <laughs> to, to get my money handshake. I might be able to get a legal money handshake now and not have to do that. You know, with these boosters of all of these giant programs. So you're going to start to hear this from a lot of these dudes now who, who were the ones eaten off of the fact that people just wanted to go to the powerhouse to have a chance to get to the next level or win a championship. Now, when, when, when they're falling out of that mix, oh, now you, now you feel what everybody else has felt for, for, for the past I don't know how many decades. Come on, Dabo, FOH, man. <laughs> like, how, how do you think HBCU's been feeling since y'all took all the, the talent from us? So come on now. Come on now. Like, that's corny to me right there. So, Dabo, somebody need to take his microphone. <laughs> Some, somebody need to tell Bo to go ahead to go ahead with himself. He's talking about the transfer portal and its impact on the players and their education. Like, come on, man. He's talking about the graduation rates will suffer because of the portal. Somebody slapped yeah. the ball in his mouth. I, I I don't even know if that's possible. I don't even know if that's true, though, because most of the time when you get into the portal, you got to spend more time in school. A lot of these dudes, they finish school yeah. before they even play in the place that they transfer to. Some, you know, a lot yeah. of the time. Not all the time, but I'm a, if you're I'm not a, transferring I'm right away, you might be a fifth-year senior just taking a, a gym class to, to, to say you're in class. So I'm going to go ahead and go here with it. Uh, I, I salute to our brother, uh, Blueprint, because he, he, he would probably smash on this. But does, does, what he, does what he's saying sort of smack of entitlement and privilege? I'm not going to say what type of entitlement and privilege. But does it, does it, do you hear that in the tone? I do. I do. I mean, it, it comes from that type of entitlement and privilege. It comes from a, a, a place of you've been sitting on the perch of this industry, you know, for the last decade or mm-hmm. so, and you're seeing things change, even in a minuscule way. And, and, and truthfully, B, he answered it around the, 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 um, the transfer portal, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if some of that answer stemmed from anger of what this kid did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised at all. We're never going to be able to prove it, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if some of that was anger surrounding what this kid did, thinking that this might become a trend. Like, oh, they're going to be doing that now. Now that we can get NILs, you guys are manipulating these kids. Y'all been manipulating these kids to come to your school for years. But now it's manipulation because, 
other people can enter the game now. If these kids are like, man, if I can go make my own money, then it might not matter where I sign. And if I ball, I'm going to where I want to go anyway. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all, B. Not at all. Anyway, man. But I, uh, we've been mentioning in the, in, the, in the intro and throughout the beginning of the show, man, COVID is gutting sports right now. Um, at some point in the week, there were 75 new positive tests just in the NFL alone. Um, and, and hoops, some of the bigger names in the sport are out on the COVID protocol. Uh, Giannis, James Harden, um, a lot of players from the Miami Heat are out. Like they, like Kyle Lowry and the backups beat the 76ers last night. Um, two Bulls games. The Bulls were gutted so much that two Bulls games have been postponed this week. Their Tuesday game and their game that was supposed to be played tonight, um, Thursday, if you're listening later, uh, have been postponed, which I was a little salty about because, you know, the Sixers got gutted earlier in the season when they were like 8-2, and two, <laughs> lost a bunch of games because everybody was out for COVID, and they didn't postpone any games for us, but that's another story. But the Bulls were down to like eight players, and that was including like their G League dudes that they called up. So um, they had to do something about that. Yo, so I say all this be to ask you, what with many, like, the NFL about to enter the playoffs, um, seeing it's probably nothing going to change on, on the realm of the NBA and, and, you know, NHL and everybody else, what do you think this is going to do for the playoffs and the potential champion in each league this, this season? Um, I think – that there's a serious potential of asterisk champions. And, and when I say that, I don't mean it in a sense that I, – I, I feel like most of the time when that term is used, it's BS. But in this case, um, we're going to see teams where integral components and players – are not able to participate, which leads then to um, death and destruction of hope and dreams that were projected based on the best possible talent that you could employ and put on the field. Dude, it it definitely seems to me that a lot of these leagues are trending towards, man, the best team is not going to, you know, the cream might not rise to 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 the top. The best team might not be standing at the end of this. It's going to be the team that can be the healthiest at crunch time. Mm-hmm. And and we always say that to a certain extent, but we're usually talking about injuries. This is going to be people that's not caught up in this protocol <laughs> when it's time, you know, for, the, for, for nut cutting time, when it's time for the playoffs, when it's time for the later rounds in the playoffs. It's not even just going to be injuries and who's the healthiest injury-wise. It's going to be who's not in this protocol. And the crazy part about it is a lot of the players who get caught up in this, you know, they're, they're asymptomatic. They're not showing symptoms. They don't feel sick. Some of them are. But if you have to sit out and you don't feel sick at all, but you can't get that positive test that you need to get back on the court or get back on the field, like how bad are you going to feel? 
you know, when, when you got a bunch of people on your team sitting out for those reasons, watching this team that has no business on the court or on the field with you beat you and move on sure. to the next round or possibly beat you and become champions. So, so I was telling so somebody what, the other day, B, Cleveland the... Cavaliers might, mm-hmm. might win the NBA championship this year. They are in the playoff mix already, surprisingly. But if they... I hope I hope they do. Uh, <laughs> they behind, just... behind my vaunted my vaunted Sixers, I would love to see Cleveland do it um, without the talent that left uh, left them high and dry several times. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. Hey, it might be a possibility this year. Cleveland, put their, Cleveland should put themselves. I I can see teams at the end of the season, like if you lock up a playoff spot, I can see people caring less about seeding and actually putting their players in a bubble, not a literal Mm -hmm. bubble like they did, you know, a couple years back, but just putting their players in a position like, yo, you can't come outside, you can't do this, you're not playing, you're not coming to the arena because we need you healthy when these playoffs get underway. So we got we're in, we're locked in. Whether we lose this seed and become the the eighth seed or, or whatever, or or at least stay out of that plan. If we're one through six, and and we're locked in at one through six, I can see teams actually resting players, and I'm talking about resting them at home, not in the arena with street clothes on. I'm talking about putting these players in a bubble. It's crazy, like what is added to the job description of coaches and GMs because of this whole pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Because half of these dudes out here can't coach anyway, don't know what the hell they're doing, but now they got all of this stuff added to their job description because now you got to find a way to coach around everything that's going on. You know, sports is gutted right now, man. Some of the biggest names in sports, some of the biggest names in basketball. The Rams got like five, you know, they got a super team. They got like five people um, out on proto, uh, protocol right now. Look, look, uh, look, look one, like it didn't really matter. Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, and the NFL, man, the Jags fire Urban Meyer. Um, he doesn't even make it through. <laughs> Yo, Yo some Urban stuff, Meyer. Some of the stuff he was doing, though. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Urban was just embarrassing the, the 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 organization, man. But he only made it through 13 games. Is this shocking for you, considering you know Urban Meyer does have the complexion for the connection, and you know he's a highly no, talented no, college? No, uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't su- surprise me. What won't surprise me either is when he gets another job. Um, right. But Urban, Urban. Urban was doing some egregious stuff, and I'm not just talking about him having menage trois in the bar corner with uh, <laughs> young ladies that are a third of his age. I'm I'm talking about missing. Th- check this out. I don't know if you heard this. Urban Meyer is the first coach in the history of coachdom at the, at <laughs> this level of professional coachdom that missed his own team flight. Yeah. You know, no, you I didn't that. know about Yo, that. Bo- I didn't know about bo- that. Bo- I heard about, of Yo, course, bo- everybody. Bo- we we talked about the him sitting in a bar with young chicks that were not his wife. Um, I heard about them the lappies. whole thing where uh, he was accused of kicking his former kicker, uh, yeah, Josh Lambeau. 
<laughs> he kicked And then told him, I'm the old ball coach. I kicked right, I'm the one. ball coach. I, I can better kick who I want. When he told him, don't ever kick, you know, ever put your feet on me again. Um, there was another report that he and Jags receiver Marvin Jones Jr. Um, got into it. Got into a little altercation. They said Marvin Jones Jr. had to be t- persuaded to return to the team facility after leaving in response to Urban Meyer's published criticism of uh, him and the other wide receivers. And they said sources also said that uh, Meyer and Jones had a heated exchange at practice after he returned. And then Urban Meyer went on TV and denied that he and Marvin Jones went through any of this. So his players weren't taking his back on any of this. Um, remember back in May, he signed Tim Tebow to play tight end. That probably, yo, you know, that probably – Rub some people the wrong way. The man way. brought in a fourth, a fourth string tight end that was the that was the center of the news maelstrom for like three months. Yeah. Um, in February, that? he hired former Iowa strength coach Chris Doyle, who was accused of making racist remarks and belittling players while he was with um, Iowa when he was with the Hawkeyes. Uh, Doyle ended up resigning a day later after the Jags were criticized for hiring him. So a lot of missteps along the way that are basically embarrassing the the franchise. And we all know winning cures all. Oldest oldest cliche in the book. Winning cures all. But the Jags are two and eleven. You missing some stuff. Oh yeah. And Trevor Lawrence not getting along. (laughs) And you and you can't do that with the number one pick. You can't do that with the number one pick. (laughs) Um, they, they find the Jags $200,000 and, and Urban Meyer $100,000 for excessive contact during a, a OTA. Um, so, you know, he was just out there doing things the wrong way. But this is – I think this is why, like, because some people might be shocked because he's white and he only lasted 13 games. This is why I'm not um, surprised, just like you said, B, for, the same, for those same reasons. Plus, Urban Meyer is one of those guys. He's a stubborn guy. He's he's always been looked at as a coaching god, so it's it's either my way or the highway with him. He he's one of those guys because you know a lot of the highly touted college coaches come into the NFL and they're not successful because they're not willing to change because they don't realize that the NFL is a whole different beast and you got to do things a whole different way. And he's one of those guys that won't come mm-hmm. off of that. But when you're two and eleven, you have to come off of that. You have to meet somebody halfway. I mean, look at the Eagles coach Sirianni. He came in, the ball wouldn't run the ball at all. Six, seven weeks of criticism, he wouldn't run the ball. When you start to get that losing now, record now and, the, won't and the noise the gets a little louder, you got to adjust. So I give him props for adjusting, not just doing what the fans say. I'm, I'm not even saying that. But you made an adjustment, and it actually works. You turn into, like, the best rushing team in the National Football League, and you're winning more games now. So it shows that you're willing to adapt you're willing to change up a little bit of what you thought was a, a, a foolproof philosophy. Urban Meyer is one of those dudes, I'm too big in this game to let anybody tell me what to do. So that on top of all the embarrassing moments that he's given to the organization since he's been there, I, I can see why he's out as well. But just like you, B, like, this ain't the last that we're going to see of Urban Meyer. Even if he doesn't coach in the NFL, he'll be back at a top college program as soon as there's an opening and as soon as he's ready to accept one. That's the bad, that's the crazy part about it. 
Yeah, he 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 be tripping, man. Um, it was more. They in in August, the NFL Players Association said it would initiate an investigation after Urban Meyer said that he and uh, uh, Balky considered a player's vaccinate vaccination status for final roster cuts. <laughs> you know, the Players Association wasn't going to put up with that. Like, you got to be vaccinated to make this team. All right, go ahead and try that. But, um, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, like we said, he'll probably be back in the mix somewhere at some point. But Urban Meyer, don't let the door hit oh, you. Oh, going to get him. Where the good Where the Lord, good Lord. you. <laughs> All right, so uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss the rest of the regular season. He is to have surgery on a torn MCL. His recovery is said to be about six weeks. So if um, Arizona is able to make a deep playoff run, he might be able to be back for that. How big of a blow do you think this is to an Arizona team? Um, you know, at um, all accounts, a, a very good Arizona so, team at this point. So I'm going to break it down this way. On the surface, it's huge. It's huge because – DeAndre Hopkins is a top five to top ten wide receiver in the world. It's huge. And they're, they're I noticed three two things. Leading the NFC West at the moment with the Rams I right on their heels. Things. I noticed two things. Mm-hmm. They pick up Zach Ertz for a little fella at QB who's mobile. We know how valuable it is to have a great tight end or slot man mm-hmm. as a safety valve. So that's going to help the place urge resurgence the other thing that i've noticed in my opinion and i'm sure i'm actually sure you agree i thought that aj green was about to accept a position with war room sports on our on our nfl desk i really thought he was done the last couple games i've watched him play yo aj green still got a lot in the tank i'm not saying he's Bengals aj green but A.J. Green was out there giving, giving single coverage the, the blues, the business, and the work. Like, he still can get open against top-flight coverage. He's still nice. Do I want him as my number one? Probably not. But as a number two, I think he's, he's suitable to be good, very good. So I think you can, you can count on him. Um, so I think those two will work wonders to help cover the gap of not having Hopkins. And then the young boy, Kirk, Kirk or Kirby, whatever isn't it, number 13, he gets deep. That's what she said, but pause. He gets deep. He can, he can, <laughs> he can do his thing. He can do it. I think they're deep. They're deeper than one would think at the receiver position, including tight ends. So I don't right. think that this derails their playoff hopes. At all? Nah, I mean they're, they're ten and three, so they would have to have a major collapse, you know, to even fall back far enough to be in the conversation of derailing their playoff hopes. But I, I think the DeAndre Hopkins at this point is just a plus. But I don't think he takes away anything that they want to do um, mm-hmm. moving forward. I mean, we we've talked about this. I mean, we've talked about it all, you know, as long as we've known each other. But we've talked about it on air for the, for the past 11 and a half years, um, as good as some of these wide receivers are, it still might be, it still is the most dependent position in the sport, might be the most dependent position 
in sports. In sports. Period. Because, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you got a trash can trying to get you the ball, you're not going to look as as good as you could possibly look. Um, so, you know, Kyler Murray is a, is a good quarterback. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is a great wide receiver, but they have other stuff. You know what I'm saying? They have other stuff to get them by. It's kind of like a T.O. 2004 type of thing. Like he came, he gave the Yo. Eagles a certain kind of um, mm-hmm. confidence. Swagger. But he got hurt around, what, week 13 or so? And the boat yeah. just kept on sailing. They went through the, the playoffs. Like he didn't play again. He, he, he missed for like week 13 to the Super Bowl. And, and that train Yo, just well. kept on rolling. When you get them back, you see, it's a plus. But did you it, it's see not them play the Rams? The show. One monkey don't stop you, no show. You, no, not at <laughs> yeah, all. Did. did you see the Rams? Yo, did you know that Connor could catch the football like that? Yo, James Connor is doing his thing. John Connor, the one Terminator, hand, is nice. One hand catches nice. across the middle. Yeah, he he, Yo, he doing his he, thing. He better than D. He better than Hopkins. I'm tripping, but <laughs> yo, I just, I yo, they didn't even throw him the ball in Pittsburgh. He didn't even get the ball thrown to him in practice. How did he get hands like that? Yeah, little wolf yeah. catch like catch. <laughs> you got the point. Get the ball thrown to him in practice, yo. We talking about practice, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. talking about things practice, though, to me, man. Practice. Man. I mean, how, <laughs> how stupid is None that? Of that? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I I think you know, like I said, one monkey don't stop no show. I just think if he can come back, um, anywhere close to a hundred percent, and they're still in the mix, then that makes a dangerous team a little more dangerous. Uh, pretty much when the playoffs start. So we'll see how that plays uh, out. Playoffs? What are you talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> yeah, Aki. Um, Greatest right, so ever. Our, our stat of the week, man, your man Steph Curry breaks Ray Allen's all-time three-pointers made so record. So Steph, you know, who was already recognized as the three-point king, is now literally – the three-point king. Uh, he broke the record in the first quarter in a 105-96 win over the Knicks the other night, um, uh, passing Ray Allen by knocking down his 2,974th three-pointer of his career. Yo, that's a lot of damn three-pointers. I mean, it shows you where he the gonna game put, is He's going to put that thing out of the – he's going to put that thing out of the stratosphere, though. He's going to end with 4,000. Yeah, yeah, he definitely will. I and because if you look at Ray Allen, like he had some looks on his face the other night because he was in the building. Reggie Miller was in the building, who Ray Allen surpassed. I've been um, telling he you for years. On his face, like, like he was a little bit salty, but we like, dude, he this dude still got like a ton of years left to play in this league. Like you knew four or five years ago that he was going to obliterate this record at the pace that you know he was doing it in. So, I mean, I know you never want your your records to get broken, but at this point, what was the, what was left to do? Like, what was his salty fit? Like, he should have been 
come to terms with this unless he was at that game that moment, like secretly praying, praying for Steph Curry to collapse on the court or something. Like you should have, yo, you should have come to yo, terms with this like a couple years back. I'm gonna dude. keep it. A, I'm gonna keep it. A, I'm gonna keep it a thousand. You should have come to terms with the fact that God gave you all that talent and skill, and you decided to just be a specialist. And this is the Fucking record that bitch. you wanted to hold. Um, <clears throat> Ray could have been like the all-time leading scorer in this league. He wanted to be he it, to shoot. It, it shows how significant the three-pointer is because in past, this when people break these scoring, yo, when people break these records, they'll get, a, they'll get an ovation, they'll wave to the crowd, and then they keep the game going. They literally, like, stopped the game <laughs> and had a party. In on the, the middle road. of the game, because on the, on the road, road, in the garden, on the road, okay, they stopped the game so everybody could party and celebrate, and Steph could cry a little bit, and like I'm like, Yo, I, the record, the record is hugely significant, but in team in a team sport, it's an individual accomplishment that should be celebrated after the game. Celebrate like they stopped and made both teams and the fans. Because three pointers are more important than dunks, <laughs> than passes, the game, man. rebounds. Like I was like, now all that being said, that's my observation. One of my observations. <clears throat> Y'all know that I'm a I'm a Steph fan. I'm happy for him. I'm I'm ecstatic for him. It just gives me one more piece of ammunition against the guy that y'all call y'all king. Because I think <laughs> Steph might be better than him. Because the three pointer is more important than what he does. So now I might be hitching my train to that bandwagon. That might be the next <laughs> thing that I put up against y'all kink, y'all false prophet, who's, who, who y'all witness. I'm going to just go ahead and say that in today's game, what Steph does is more important than what LeBron does. I'm just go ahead and say that. But I've always been a Steph fan, um, even though you and I know that he is not every man. Like what he has is a little bit different than other human beings. Because he's six three, six four. Because he looks like a normal human, he's not six nine, six eleven. Like he's he's relatable, and I ain't gonna lie. A part of that relatableness—that's not really a word—kind of resonates even with me. It's like he's he's in certain ways kind of like the underdog, and to have the success that he's had in this league for this long, and it doesn't really look like he's slowing down. He's etching his name in the annals of history, and he's going to have that seat at the table of the gods if he doesn't already. Um, yeah, Bo went to Davidson. And yeah. I'm just – I never heard yeah, of Davidson he until Steph went there. <laughs> I didn't hear of Davidson before I never heard Steph. Of Davidson. I didn't know it was in school. Yo, how did they get, right. get a D1 team? Yo, uh, no I, one wanted Steph Curry on their basketball team in college. Yo, no one they wanted. put his little now, he brother his on the number one – they put his little brother in the number one program in, in, in the in the land just in case, like and just in case we Yo. like we missed out on this dude. We're gonna put Seth. Yo. We're gonna we're gonna and, recruit and, Seth and, to all the best teams. And, 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 he and shout out much. shout out to Seth. <laughs> I love and appreciate your game, but you're not even suitable to practice for your brother. Like <laughs> that's a different. Thing. Like come on, man. And that's my man. Like I like Seth too. Seth he couldn't even stand in for Seth. his brother on a movie shoot. Like, nah, yeah, it's nah, not going to work. 
We need somebody else. He can't. His his forty his forty percent from three ain't the same as Steph's forty three percent from three. It ain't. There's not. Steph's there's way more than the three percent difference. He'll throw it right in you. He'll shoot it when you're right on in his mug. He'll shoot it from like ninety feet behind the three point line. Like no, Steph, he'll shoot it if we can make it. If we can make it to a court side, which we we should be able to, he'll shoot it. Turn around and have a conversation with us before it goes in. He don't it. care. <laughs> what my man say? He's done, done it. <laughs> He's done, done it. it. Yeah, like I, 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 I'm happy. I'm happy for the ball, despite my critique of society and the game. Like, don't hate the player, hate the game. Like Steph as a player, like that's my guy. Like I really, I think he's, I think he's underrated in so many other areas and facets of his game because he's a, he's a, he's a very good passer. Not great, but very good. He he can get to the cup surprisingly well. He's even improved defensively because defensively, when he came into the game, when he came into the league, Steph was the equivalent of a forty-seven-year-old white man on defense. And I don't know how he's improved. <laughs> Steph might defense, be the reason. What? Steph might be the reason that NBA philosophy now is switch everything. They're like, oh, okay, switch. Y'all switching? Everything. Let's let's make them switch so we can get Steph on somebody that can score. Yo, he was defensively terrible, but he's he's improved there drastically. Yo, man, he's put together a an all world Hall of Fame career, and I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, I'm thankful that Ray no longer has that record. I'm not thankful that he somehow weaselled his way into the Hall of Fame, but you know it is what it is. Yo, as unlikely um, as it seems, and still may seem to some, just looking at stuff like you said, as the everyday relatable dude. Like, when it's all said and done, this dude is going to etch himself not only just a Hall of Fame legendary career. Like, dude going to etch himself into a top ten Hall of Fame legendary career. Yo! Yo! Like, Steph Curry I'm might like, be top ten. That's yo, crazy. Steph Curry, right. That That is crazy. That's, That's definitely crazy. I'm going to go ahead and lay it out there now. I, I'm probably not going to answer this question. So I'm going to just go ahead and put it on, uh, put it on, your, on your shoulders. Steph or AI? Oh, oh you can answer that. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, you can answer that. Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. I plead. Come on, man. I plead the fifth, man. <laughs> I plead the fifth, man. Come on. Steph <laughs> or AI, brother? That's the question. <laughs> um, we know the haters Scott are going to choose Steph. Scott, said I thought Ray was going to suit up for the Knicks. He probably wanted to to get a couple extra in there. He, he, but yo, wasn't gonna do nothing. he tried. Yo, he tried. Mm-hmm. They just said no. <laughs> he just said yeah. no. Steph's in shape. He ride a. He do Peloton and ride a bike. He probably figured, yo, I can hit for tonight. I can hit six of these things and prolong this record a little a little bit longer. <laughs> prolong it for another. They're game. not going. <laughs> Why? Why yo. is he yo? And then travel to the next so, city and see if he can get a one day contract. Get a one day contract, Dude, yo. It, why is over. he like that? Reggie, Reggie's cool. Reggie's done resigned to it. Like I'm the godfather yeah. of this ish anyway. Y'all know what it yeah. is. Like I mean, because sometimes, cool. sometimes it's good to be that because you know everything is going to change. The game is going to change. So some stuff that we used to think was amazing starts to be commonplace. Like, if you look at an NBA mm-hmm. game today, first of all, like, if, if you have any old-school tendencies about you, NBA basketball is terrible to watch right now because it's nothing but a three-point contest. We go from teams shooting, like, eight, ten threes a game 
and that's on the high side. To single with some of the better players, players shooting now. taking like maybe three a game. Now, like you said, yeah, it's single players like Young Boy Ant Man for as athletic as he is. He hit ten threes the other night. I think he was like ten for fourteen. I was like, Akko, you too nice. I don't want to see you go. He nice, and he can, you know, he's showing that he can do other stuff. He's versatile, but I don't want to see him turn into Vince Carter way before you have to turn into Vince Carter. Remember, Vince had to go Ant Man, but Ant Man, you're speaking of the boy that got robbed of the rookie of the year. (laughs) No, I'm speaking of that that nice second year player, Anthony. He 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 nice. He he catch bodies every night. Um. He definitely didn't get robbed of nothing. I, I ain't, I'm not yeah, you. Did. I'm not gonna pit the two together. I they two of they my stole, favorite. They stole. They stole from. They stole from <laughs> me. Man. It's you all call good. It what they it two is, of my man. favorite young players. So I ain't got nothing bad to say about that. Um, he stole. But yeah, he he, 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 he hit ten the other night. So I think he hit like the most. I didn't even know he. I didn't even know anybody that like age. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing, though. Be everybody can, like, because of this COVID protocol. All right, you're getting to see and meet players that you've never heard of before. And it's like you're watching a game and just average Joe Blow. Oh, man, this dude didn't hit three, four threes tonight. Joe Blow, who never got a chance before. That's the thing. Every bum can shoot a three now because that's what they practice. That's what they do. What was, the ball, what was the, the ball primary. in the COVID? Uh, was the ball in the bubble that became Michael Jordan for like 20 games? T.J. Warren. I mean, T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren. Warren was nice. He just became Mike in the bubble. Um, what is this dude? Help me out, uh, Skyview. Who's the dude from the Heat that gave it to the Sixers last night? Gave it to the Sixers. Hey. Seven threes on the Sixers last night, and I can't even remember his name. Yeah. Gabriel <laughs> something. <laughs> such and such. Gabriel uh, such and such. Miami Heat. Maybe, let me see. Gabe Vincent. Hit seven threes on the Sixers last night. Do you know who Gabe Vincent is? No, I've never heard of him I, in my I, life. Yeah, didn't think so. He had seven threes on the Sixers last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scott, you said, who is this Miami Vincent cat? That's what I'm saying. But that's the thing. Anybody, some dudes, you they just walk in the game launching threes, even if they're not hitting them. You're like, why does everybody think that you can just go in the game and do this now? Because Yo, this is what the game like is turning Cam, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish for the Hawks. <laughs> He way too athletic to just stand around at that line and launch. Yeah, and That's a lot of people are going to sit around and, and waste their, you know, their God-given ability because of where the game is and everybody's, a you know, a copycat. I guess they, they like three is worth more than two, so let me go ahead and do this. But before we move on and talk about what happened this week while y'all were on the grind, uh, we're going to go to the phone lines. we got the homie Tobias calling in from out in Arizona. Tobias, what's going on? Roll damn tide. Roll down tide and welcome to the Roll Tide Invitational. Uh, oh, well, I had to talk about the basketball game the other night because we got whooped on national TV, but I ain't either here nor there. Uh, yeah, that's hoops. That happens. There's not a lot of, you know, yeah, undefeated yeah. going on in hoops any given yeah, night. Cause y'all, yeah, because y'all total threes. Barkley made a funny comment. And the problem ain't y'all shooting threes. It'd be the guys who can't shoot need to stop shooting all these threes. Yeah, that's what I was telling you know, G. Like, yo, dudes just come in launching threes even if they're not making them. And you're like, who are you to think that you can do this? Like, back in the day, that's a bad it? shot. You're hurting the team. Yeah. And now they're like, it don't matter. And people <laughs> are like, oh, these guys hit for the logo. I want you to shoot for the logo. If you make it, I'll just shake your hand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's still three Basically. points. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, uh, but people, like, the problem, just like people, y'all were talking about earlier, I hear people, well, they're more athletic than they are today. Yeah, you can say that about a medicine, but they aren't using their athleticism today. Because <laughs> Ken Reddish, and you remember that kid, Simon from Portland, who won a dunk contest? Still got hot mm-hmm. for days, thought he doesn't stand in the corner. Uh, never, you know, never, never dunked in a game in his life, yo. All he does is shoot threes. Yeah, and I think what people are saying is, cause I remember Lucas said it's easy to score in the NBA because everybody, because they want your big man to stay in the corner. And they're saying, like, let's say MB, for example, he's clogging the paint. The dude is unstoppable in the post. That's why <laughs> I want him. Uh, because remember, like, I use a larger one, Shaq, as an example. Remember how many open three-point shooters they had back then? Because they commanded a double mm-hmm. team, it ain't just a mm-hmm. high pick and roll and kick out to some guy in the corner. And uh, and like, and I think with Steph Curry, I'd be awesome about what he uh, else he does. People just forget that other part of his game where he's always moving, uh, ball movement, moving about the ball, taking mid range. He and Clay take a lot of mid range jumpers, layups. They have a well rounded game and ain't just jacking up three. And that's what people miss about him and Clay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, like um, Steve Kerr said that because you know they had played the Sixers earlier, uh, like during the weekend, he was like playing against Joel's, like going into a time machine. It's like playing against Patrick Ewan or Shaq or Hakeem Olajuwon. It's a low post game. He'll step up and shoot threes and run some DHOs, dribble handoffs, um, and he's good with that. But he's one of the few guys in the league now who could dominate a game from the low block, and they've done a great um, job with their roster putting a lot of shooting around him. So that's like exactly what you were just saying. Steve Kerr was giving uh, Joel props for that because that's how we used to get threes. It used to be the inside-out game. Now now it's literally an outside-in game. Like we're looking for the three first. Like I saw – did y'all see the game winner from um, SGA the other night? Uh Uh-uh. They drew up Oklahoma City. I don't know if they drew this play up, but they inbounded to him. He wasn't open at all. He didn't shoot his regular form. He just heaved up a three, and it happened to go in. And it's like a lot of <laughs> a lot of times people shoot threes at the end of a game when you don't even need a three to win or tie. Like, you can need one. Yeah. Everybody's going to settle for a three. Like, yo, it's, it's crazy. It's like it's just ingrained in – the players' psyches now, and that's just—I'm telling you—give it, give it five more years. It's going to be the primary shot in basketball. If it's not already, it's going to be the primary shot in basketball. There's some teams and it that makes, take it makes the game boring. Forty-three pointers per night. It makes it so and, boring. Yeah, so because boring. and what people—it's why I hate about people say, "Well, the big man applies." That no, the big men in the '90s were not Greg Osatag, Eric Montross, a big country. The bet besides Shaq. The good big men could also hit jumpers. They had a well-rounded game. They just did jack-up threes. You had to defend Elijah Warren, Ewing, and those guys yeah. out in the front Ewing, of the 15 Ewing, best footer. shot was the baseline uh, jumper, 15-footer. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he could post. Those guys, it's just like they just look at Greg Ostertag and they're like, oh, that's how they got No, they weren't. And, uh, mm-hmm. But I think, you know, y'all talking about COVID. 
like the Bulls. They had to cancel the game. They told Caruso, hey, your knee acting up so he can't come out and play. Because remember the game before they canceled everything, the Heat blew the Bulls out because they had nobody on the team. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, because the Buc- Buccaneers, for example, Bruce Arians, he still has his policy this year. Road games, we call, we, we're getting there on Saturday. We stay in a hotel. You're not leaving your hotel. We go to the game. You're right. It may not be the best team. It's going to be the one with the least COVID protocols. I remember Chris Paul had to miss a couple of games last season in the Western Conference Finals for COVID. Right. And, I mean, you know, and, and, like, people may say, you know, people may not like that approach by Bruce Arians, but, you know, you also got to realize, like, this is this is your job. This is your career. So, you know, it. right, like, sometimes you got to do stuff like that. Like, you're not really there to be – going out and partying and all that. You know, of course, we want to be free and do all of that kind of stuff, but this is what you're here for. You're in this town. You're in this hotel to do your job. So if a part of your job is doing everything you can do to stay healthy, which means at this point in time, you can't be out with the rest of the world because there's some shit going around that will mess up your job. So. I don't, I don't, I ain't mad at Bruce Arians for that approach, man. You know, some people are going yeah, to take it farther than it needs to be taken and <laughs> say he's doing certain season. things. Yeah. Party in off season. And, uh, cause like, I know why, I, said, I, I, I got my, my, my do one them dudes, question for y'all. Do them back in the bubble. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I know y'all may talk, go talk about this on your half already. Boy, you see how white people are mad that Dion got the number one player in the country to go to Jackson State. Boy, they are mad. They are madder than a hornet right now. Yo, uh, did, you see, did you see how ESPN demoted him to the number two player? Yeah. <laughs> ESPN like, nah, he ain't the best. We refuse Dion, to say that the what? best player in the country went to one of these Negro universities. These Negro it's not even just him. Dion has mm-hmm. like 10 to 12 power five players transferring there. And I was, mm-hmm. I was telling a buddy of mine at the barbershop, you get some of these guys who coach in the league at goals, and you may get these guys who transfer who may go there, and you put a little money in their pocket with the NIL. But people keep talking about, like, even like when Master P kid went, and they talk about, well, he could have donated the money to school, but you know this. Boosters pay these coaches' salaries. And there's a reason that black folks ain't able to pay these money like these white boosters do. We know that. But it's good that this kid decided to go there. If he wants to go tell there, Tell that to your man. Tell that to your man, Fred. Scott Lee. <laughs> oh, he's talking Dabo? Dabo, man, folks getting some money? Tell it to your man, Fred Purdue. He don't yeah. understand the hey. difference in, in, in money in society. And, you know, every time we have this hey. argument, he's throwing stuff out like, why can't people like Diddy and, and Jay-Z? I'm like, oh, my God. It, it's it's hopeless sometimes, but yeah. And, uh, yeah but if he wants to go there, because we know Dion's going to Florida State to offer him a job, but we know that that's a bigger reason why. But you can still have other coaches go there and coach those places. But I got a question before I run. Y'all talk about A.I. or Steph. I got a, a who would you take? And this guy's under pressure, even though if he was on fire, I wouldn't even urinate on him. Steph Curry, game on your life on the line, or Zeke. I, said, I knew you were about to say You heard me. I was about to, I said Isaiah Thomas. I knew you were going to say that as soon as you said because, he was on fire. <laughs> because his career was underrated because he didn't, he didn't like – he was a pure point guard, but he didn't like give up 25 a game. He could be needed to and, uh, because of the team. And, and, and I hate to admit it, 
those bad boy teams were like modern NBA when you think about it. And, uh, but I think I think his talent is underappreciated, like all the time and stuff. And I think he's underrated, firmly underrated. I mean, you, you know why though? Like you 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 fight you fight against the God, and a lot of people are just going frown on anything you've ever done in your life. And and putting Isaiah up against any guard who's ever played the game is fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For, it's fair in Isaiah's case because he was really that good. And I don't think anybody should be able to answer that question you just asked, like, real easily. But, you know, people will. Oh, man, that's Steph. I don't know. There's a lot of intangibles that go into games, these games of amusement that we like, um, that that way that should weigh more than, you know, people give credit for. Like, people are just going to look at stats and the flash factor. But it's a lot of intangibles out there. It's a, it's, it's a reason why some people have – better reputations than others because of, you know, how they show up in certain situations and, you know, what they do. But, but if people don't like you, you're not going to get those props regardless. But, but Zeke, yeah. I'll put Zeke against anybody, man, but I'm not answering yeah. your question or, or, or B. Austin's question. So I'm going to go ahead and plead the fifth. It's, it's a good question though. When you think about <laughs> no, it. No, it's a great question. Because you know why? What do you say? Take, Steph, Steph or Zeke? That's not just a question. Those are, those are three-hour conversations. Like we can do whole yep. podcasts on those questions alone. So, yeah, we might have to take that to to the YouTube channel. Be your question and you ain't lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but hey, you All guys right, take it easy, man. You guys take it All easy, right, brother. Man. Appreciate you, All man. Right, you. All right. And we will welcome everyone to the Roll Tide Invitation. <laughs> no dizzy. Out. All right, so um, before we get to what happened this week, why y'all want the Grizz now? I just want to let y'all know, man. Y'all know what it is. Y'all can call in and speak with us about any of today's topics. Just dial the Digital Exchange Tech Hotline three two three four one zero 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 one two. Press one when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press one if you want to talk. You can also join us in the Bodyhood chat room uh, with the homie Skyview. What up, Skyview? Brought to you by Bodyhood University. If you've always wanted to learn about how to make your money work for you in real estate, stock market, precious metals, cryptocurrency, and even new digital assets such as NFTs, yo, it's time to go back to school. It's time to enroll at By the Hood University. We want all of our supporters to create wealth and leave a legacy for your family. So War Room Sports has partnered up with By the Hood University to help you get started on your journey of learning to invest in possible financial freedom. Just go to our website. Click on the By the Hood logo at the bottom of our homepage or on our Sponsors and Partners page to get started. Use the promo code WRS, three letters, all caps, and receive 15% off every course on the By the Hood site. It's not too late to secure your financial legacy, so do it now. Do it. What are you waiting for? Do it. Do it. All right, so while y'all want the Grizz Nae, brought to you by... Digital Extreme Technologies, do you or your business need a custom website? Well, for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality, results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And yes, financing options are available. So visit DigitalExtremeTech.com or call 267-205-4203. And for those discounted rates, be sure to tell them. The homies over at War Room Sports sent you. All right, B, while they were on the Grizz Naive, man, I found out 
that there is a movie that's going to be released on Netflix on January 28th called Home Team, which is based on the true story of Sean Payton, the New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton, starring as Sean Payton, Kevin James, comedian Kevin James, King of Queens Kevin James, Paul Blart Mall Cop Kevin James. Now, Kevin James is my guy. I went to see Kevin James stand up live in D.C. one time, and he was surprisingly hilarious. But Kevin James as Sean Payton? Like, these dudes not even remotely the same size. (laughs) (laughs) But then when you look at the, the, the trailer for this, it seems like it's a comedy. So they've made a comedy out of Sean Payton's life. So they made a mockery out of way, Sean. Okay, maybe they needed to get Kevin James because they're doing this as a comedy. Have you seen the trailer of this? Or have you heard of this? I have not Matt? seen the trailer. I'm, I will be looking for it today. We got to watch it just because of, you know, who we are, what we do. But it looked like some mess. <laughs> it looked like some trizzy. But. I don't know, man. It was just weird. And and that's what a lot of people are talking about who are talking about it, like Kevin James as Sean Payton. I mean, when you look at the trailer, you know, they put on the little sun visor that Sean Payton wears. It's like, okay, in the face, it's not a terrible cast. But then, you know, Kevin James looked like me before I lost all the weight. Like, he's that type of build. And Sean Payton is not that type of build. So it's, it seems a, a bit of a weird um, casting, but we'll see. You're def- definitely going to check it out. It's Netflix. Yeah, you got to spend nothing extra to go see it or nothing. Um, and more news that uh, somehow is related to the Kang. <laughs> Yo, the principal of the I Promise School, LeBron James' school in Akron, Ohio, has resigned. They're slapping a student. <laughs> yes, slapping oh. a student. Now we've all had those moments with some kids, like yo, I'll slap the kid out your little ass. But she really did it. Now the principal, um, her name is Brandy Davis, um, of course of the LeBron James Our Primary School. Uh, she, uh, ongoing investigation was launched into her back in September after she was accused of slapping an 11-year-old student in the face for swearing. Um, I don't know why much of what the investigation is about because she admit that she did it according to the victim's mother her mom, at least. Her mom um, his, the, the victim's mom wasn't smacking him obviously or washing that mouth out with soap I'm proud of the person who participated in this conversation <laughs> <laughs> yo well according to the victim's mother um, in late September she received a text message from the principal um, one afternoon stating that she had slapped her son for using profanity after she approached him and a group of boys about a mess they left in the boys' bathrooms. Um, after the incident, the, the student's mom said that she allegedly asked Davis why she would put her hands on her child, and the principal responded that she had just reacted and slapped him. So, like, sometimes, like, you, I don't know, just like you just said, B, like, you know, sometimes you see a situation where a kid deserves that. But we just know in 2021 you can't do that. Like, whether it's in the face, whether you slap them on the hand, the arm, the butt, it's not the same discipline out in these parental and adult 
streets as there used to be. You know, you know, our our parents always tell the story like, man, everybody raised us. Everybody in the neighborhood had permission to spank us if we got out of line in public, if we were disrespectful, this and that. Um, it wasn't necessarily the same thing with us growing up, but everybody could get in your business, drag you down to your house, and tell your parents on you. Now, you can't do any of that stuff. So slapping a, a kid is definitely off limits and out of line. But I've seen plenty cases, even recently, of a kid who would have deserved every bit, every five fingers of that slap. So uh, <laughs> what do you think, B? <laughs> I know what you think, but what do you think, B? There was once a time when uh, we were allegedly a part of a coaching staff and uh, – there were some disrespectful players on the team, and one or two of them might have got gripped up. I'm not going to say who gripped up, gripped them up. It wasn't the head coach, but it was part of his coaching staff. Yo, listen, I can tell when you don't have a pop. Tell when you don't have a pop in your life. You may need some some guidance, some physical conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. I got my mouth smacked when I was disrespectful. <laughs> got my ass beat when I was messing up. Got body slammed when I thought I was too big for my britches. Mm-hmm. I turned out great, and I'm thankful to my parents for doing it. Um, now, all jokes aside, though, in this day and age, um, in this day and age, you can't do that. You, you, you can't. It's just it's a different time that we live in. Um, and so it's funny. I have an interesting relationship with with what I call, quote-unquote, capital punishment, right? Um, I got ass whoopings. I'm sure you got ass whoopings. Mm-hmm. But the way that I've chosen to raise my children is almost minus ass whoopings. Like, I can only recall having to spank my son five times in his life. Um, once you understand the psychology of kids – of the, of the child that is yours and what will and won't work in terms of punishment. I think there are other ways and other things you can employ to discipline them and, and, and show them consequences outside of just putting your hands on them. I, I do believe that um, there are things that may warrant an ass whooping. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that my son is out of ass whooping territory. <laughs> However, it is the absolute last resort, and last there are resort. so many other things that, that work. And then for us as black uh, Americans, there is the history of slavery when it comes to capital punishment or corporal punishment and how much of what we do to our kids is passed down. down. Right. <laughs> yeah, passed down generation to generation. We have to show a tough and rough side of discipline because the world for us is tough and rough, and I think that's changed. So I know we went off the beaten path with this, and, you know, ultimately I don't think it's proper per se for the principal to put her hands on a a student, but I can understand how and why it got there, and I salute teachers and administrators because it is not – it is impossible for me to be a teacher and not whoop someone's kid's ass. It's not possible. <laughs> That's why certain professions, kids, you know. 
it's already yeah, difficult enough for me because you know they got me coaching ten year olds now, and ten year olds these days. I mean, ten year olds all the time. I ain't gonna just blame it on these days. Like there's certain kids that come from certain households that are just disrespectful. Like you got kids these days that want to call you bro. I've had to pull a couple of them to the side to let them know I'm not your bro. You know what I'm saying? We are not mm-hmm. homies. Equal. Like, you You're calling homie, me that not is disrespectful. <laughs> you can call me coach. You can call me mister. You can call me whatever. I Don't call me bro. Like, I've had you can even call me pop. You can call me your dad. But you're <laughs> not calling me bro. You ain't got one. But, yeah. <laughs> like, so... I can imagine, like, how that makes you feel in the level of respect versus a kid cursing, right, you know, in your face. Like, the mom, is for as much as she said, she's like the principal, you know, she she busted his lip, made him bleed or whatever. At no point did she deny that or 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 doubt that her son did what he was accused of doing. And I'm not saying – that's right or that's justifiable for him to get popped in the mouth. But, you know, in our day, we would have got popped in the mouth. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know yeah. how – I guess it's just different when it comes from somebody that you haven't sanctioned to pop your kid in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. That, because that's if that same thing – if that same yeah. situation happened when he was at his aunt's house for the weekend or his grandma's house for the weekend or something like that, it's a non-story. But it came from a principal, and she, you know – allegedly just reacted because that's probably what she do if her kids get out of line she'd probably pop them in their mouth but um yeah huh? that's, that's what it is shout out to her she's resigned so i promise school i promise i will slap your ass in the mouth if you get out of line <laughs> i promise i'm gonna whoop your ass i promise i will boy i promise all right oh Ooh, man tell me yo Tell me the first thing that comes to mind when you hear this headline. J.R. Smith, you know he's in college at North Carolina A&T. J.R. Smith, <laughs> after his all. first semester in college, has a 4.0 GPA. I think three things. He's taken all four, all four levels of basket weaving at one time. <laughs> If he's not and he's taking academic classes, he's a millionaire. So the tutor is getting paid to do his work. That's easy. And number three, I know you know this, but to our listeners, I'm a closeted J.R. Smith fan just because I love his talent level and I love watching him do ignorant, ignorant shit at the NBA level that doesn't – like if he, if he played – on the Sixers, I would hate his guts. But watching basketball for pure entertainment, he is the first, I would say, and you, you correct me if I'm wrong, he's the first of this generation, even though he just recently retired, he's the first of this generation where he didn't have no problem shooting 10 or 12 three-pointers. There was no problem, like, we're going to check him up. I'm, I might only get four. I might only hit four, but I'm going to take 12. You know, I'm gonna hit sometimes they are might only hit one, if any. <laughs> He's gonna keep checking. And then, so, I and then sometimes your three is different from mine. 14. One of them was a little bit similar, but you talked about the tutor. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the professor. I got two things mm-hmm. that come to mind. One, either somebody got the pipe, or yes. two, somebody got an yes. envelope. 
And I'm not talking to I'm talking I'm talking professors because you we got to remember J.R. Smith is 36 years old. So this this wouldn't be if he had a, a teacher that was worth piping for a grade. Mm-hmm. It, it's She's not the same him. situation. It's not like some 35, 40 year old professor dealing with an 18, 19 year old college student. This dude is 36. He's old enough. He's on that level. And, and you know how he roll. You know he's on social media asking people if they want the pipe. So somebody even got the pipe, or, or somebody even, got a number. Even rooted, like you said, he is him. he is a millionaire. I even rooted for him when he offered to uh, to do Rihanna's plumbing because I felt like <laughs> I should have done the same thing. Um, I, 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 hey, truthfully, I'd rather J.R. Smith than the bull that Jimmy liked. Yo. <laughs> Jimmy like, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy giving more mad props that night. I'm like, okay, that's, that's your that's your man. But um, that boy, he wanted them boys to wear dresses. Smith, so that's gonna be entertaining. As jealous as I yo, am of any of these dudes, hey. If I uh, if I could ask you quickly for a que- uh, question, uh, how much money do you think J.R. Smith made in his career? Ah. <sighs> I would say Jr. had to be ninety, hundred. God damn! Right on the money, he made Where? ninety million twenty nine thousand yeah. dollars. That was and as guess. of as of this season, this season, no, this is twenty one, twenty two. So last season, twenty twenty one, he made one million five hundred thousand. Scott, you said Earl is an adult doing adult things. Give him credit. I'm definitely giving him credit because you get into a college environment, you do what you got to do to get what you got to get. Um, so you know, got to do it. I mean, you know, you know maybe he maybe he's smart, but I doubt it. Earl's <laughs> that's great. Earl's nicknames were the like, prodigy. Don't, don't don't act like J-R- I don't want anybody to act like he's ever given us any impression that he was smart. But um, nah, you know, no, maybe. Yo, in Maybe. fact, he has the tisted, He has a little bit of tism look in his face, like when. He, but I don't know whether that's because of <laughs> that's because of the, the ism, or that's because he was high at the time on a very yeah. high grade of THC product. So you're saying nicknames, him, Prodigy Jr. Swish. Is he the nicknames though? Prodigy Jr. Swish, nine eleven, and Henny God. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a smart person. Yo, so you saying boy? You saying either boy got tism or he smoked mad ism? One of the two. <laughs> either one is, or both is the reason for the look that be in his face. Yeah. All right, man. Last thing. You ain't seen the look. Tell me, you you seen the look? Oh, I, I know. Like the look. he sit he sit down looking like. <laughs> I definitely know the look, and and that look definitely come after you know sometimes after he do something stupid. You know, you sit there. <laughs> it's a mixture though. It's a mix yeah. of that look mixed with I don't care. Like, so what? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I don't care. Oh. All right. So in women's oh, college basketball, being and this comes back to that you know competitive fire, competitive greatness, competitive edge that we always talk about. You know, you must have, and even if you're outmatched, like what do you do about it? How do you go out? 
Georgia Southern University women's team beat Carver College, another an Atlanta area college, 133 to 15 on Monday, the second largest margin of victory in women's Division I history. That is, if you're slow in math, 118-point victory. This was, this was a men's team versus a women's team? This <laughs> Yo, 118 points. And it's not the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time was a 129-point win when uh, Savannah State beat Wesleyan, another Georgia team, 155-26 to back in 2018. But what do you do when somebody is beating you by 100-plus points? or when it looks like it's about to go that way. We talked about this last week. Like, you know, yeah. there there wouldn't yeah. be a situation yeah. where I finished this game. Yeah. Not on some sore yeah. um, loser, from a, like from I'm going to quit stuff, but, you know, you embarrassing me. me I, ain't, I, ain't, I don't take embarrassment too well. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> I'm not a quitter. Um, yeah, because I'm going to work hard to beat that. However, <laughs> I'm not quitting. Somebody is leaving there with with bloody like a bloody grill. I'm punching <laughs> Goon squad. The I'm punching somebody in the in the in the mouth. I'm not doing anything to anybody's ankles or knees because I ain't cut from that cloth. I don't want you to not be able to play. Like I don't want it to be a thing where I've injured you for your career. If I bloody you, sh- you don't need that to hoop. So I'm punching <laughs> you in your mouth. Uh, hoop with a mat. Punching you in your nose. And, you know, let the cards fall where they may. Because at that point, what I'm going to be able to say, even though they are beating me, is you can't beat me. And I'm going to probably be right. <laughs> and that's enough for, that's enough for me. Yeah. That's enough I, for it's, me. It's, come on, man. We, we, we can't do that, man. We, we definitely can't go out like that. Um, <laughs> Skyview said Corey Benjamin's daughter would not condone that. Yo, is Corey hey, Benjamin yo. the one at AAU that stole the chick? That, yo, yo, she didn't con- even deserve yo, she's that. She's a convict. Yeah, she's a convict. She didn't even deserve that. Like, there was nothing that happened where she should have punched her like that. But we know she's not going out like that. So, you got to be right about that. But, <laughs> yo, on that note, it's time for us to get up. Right here. Yes, sir, Mr. Callis. And y'all know what it is, man. We want to... Oh, oh, oh! I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm tripping, man. I'm, I'm. When I say, uh, come fast like FedEx and bust too quick. <laughs> I'm a little yeah. premature there. Yo, this date in sports history. Before we get up out of here, uh, it's brought to you by Sports the Book, man. If you guys are tired of reading the same old sports books with the same old lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, and all sorts of suggestive information being passed off as facts like it is, and all the stuff that you guys read and all the stuff that you watch on the major networks every day, yeah, all that trash, be sure to pick up your copy of Sports, an acronym, Smart People Only Read the Sports. But you won't understand that if you can't spell. Just go do your, go do your Googles. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture will keep you on the edge of your seat and keep you laughing like you're watching a comedy special. Just go to sportsthebook.com or get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. Whatever you do, just don't miss the movement. December 16th, 1973, y'all man that you know and love, O.J. Simpson, becomes the first NFL running back to rush for 2,000 yards in a season. 
OJ. He was a bad boy, man, <laughs> before he turned into something else. But uh, we'd like to give a nice big war room salute to this historical moment in the history of sports. And once again, now it's really time for us to get out of here. <laughs> it was definitely premature the first time. But look, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room. Uh, Skyview, Neil, for a minute. We saw you up in there. Uh, everybody on Facebook, Twitter, our group chat, and all the callers who called in to chop it up with us. That would be Tobias this evening. Uh, tune in next week, live right here on demand as we catch you up on our favorite stories of the sports week. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy college football, college hoops, NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever you're watching. Go ahead and enjoy that. Stay safe in these streets. Mask up. We'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. And we'll see you chumps on top. Every Thursday, 6 to 8, they do this Shout out to Dez, PJ, Beat Off and Doc Bay on replay WarRoomSports.com Get that mobile app, it's knocked out 323-4012 They be going and you sensitive, then oh well Physical podcast, the tough sports Showtime like magic in the block push Listen live, push one to join in Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment Hip-hop dollars, pit-stop knowledge Should be in sports credit as I ain't talking college Five guys, no beef though Corporate secret, but the streets know Bellafani, I got a chief flow KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode Two hours, get your game up Who's the best in sports cast, you better name us War Room Sports Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.